Welcome to the Warning Track Power Hour. I'm Andrew Scaff. He's Mike Werman. Today we're going to recap the NFL's wildcard weekend uh, and then update our ongoing restarted betting competition. As close um, as ever. Before talking about the uh, divisional round playoffs coming up uh, this coming weekend. Um, Mike, what did you find most interesting from the wildcard round? Was it um, tremendous comebacks? Epic collapses, not being able to make extra points for some reason. Um, <laughs> uh, close or close victories, like how about or like really long returns to like decide to have like a basically a fourteen point swing in a game. Uh, yeah, what what did you find um, most interesting from from the wild card weekend? There were a lot of interesting things. I think most like most of there were um, six games. On over Super Wild Card weekend, four of them were really good games. The fifth was the 49ers um, Seahawks game, which was that was entertaining at least. There was high scoring, and then it started out kind of close, and then it, uh, the 49ers blew away. But the uh, the worst game by far was the in terms of competitiveness and um, just just fun to funness to watch was uh, the Dallas. Uh, uh, Tampa game, although there were a couple of interesting things like, yeah, like the four missed extra points in a row by Brett Maher, and he missed them in the exact same way every time. Like they were all like pushed wide right, and it like was like, is he trying well, to kind of like, over the top of the post too? So it was like you couldn't quite tell if it was if you just got yeah, like, like it just went straight. Like there was no, yeah. no bend on it. Like it was like usually when when a kicker misses a bunch of kicks, it's because after he missed the first one, he overcorrects and does the, yeah. he shanks, you know, he, like he, he slices at the first one and then he hooks at the second Pulls one. The other one. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's, then, he's trying to nothing correct. was close to being blocked. Nothing was like tipped or it seemed like the holds are all okay. So it's really, it's really strange to see that. Yeah, He was just like kicking it. Like, like he wasn't looking at the goalpost. Like he was kicking it just towards the corner of the end zone for some reason. Yeah. And it was strange, but yeah, that, that game, like the, the Tampa Bay offense just looked, horribly out of sync um some of the defensive plays were just had cowboys receivers so wide open um it was just yeah it wasn't a very fun game to watch but i think the most interesting at least to me the most interesting finally getting around to it the most interesting uh part of last week was i think the afc contenders not doing very well uh and barely hanging on against what we would think to be as inferior opponents and uh, as, you know not that Miami and Baltimore are bad teams but with their quarterback situation they were not the teams that they could be and so like Skylar Thompson and the uh, Dolphins even though they had delay of game penalties like every other play they were only lost by three points and they were ahead much of the game and the Ravens Bengals game like you said it was a miraculous uh touchdown return <laughs> that sealed it uh for the Bengals and still the Ravens actually had a chance to you know win at the end if they hadn't been so horrible at clock management um yeah, yeah both those those that those teams the losing teams had really strange clock issues uh the whole uh that for the both Dolphins it was the whole game for the for the Ravens it was right at the end where they had timeouts but didn't feel like using them it was like it was like that um you remember we were a few weeks several weeks ago we made fun of jeff saturday 
for not using his timeouts. Right. It was just it was just like that. It was a it yeah. was a Jeff Saturday type of situation. Um and yeah, so I I that so yeah, I I was surprised at that kind of how bad the Bengals and the Bills look, even though they both won. But I I was thinking what at least I was thinking they would How about you? What what was your assessment of the week in general? Yeah, I I mean I fully agree with you about the uh the Bengals and Bills not looking as strong as kind of expected them to, especially knowing that they're gonna be facing each other. Um maybe they're looking forward to that game rather than than playing for the current game they had. Um I don't know. Or yeah, it just it was very really odd to see that um, you know, them underperform. I mean, they still won, so uh, I think they were still the better team, even one that when they're underperforming. Um, but yeah, I mean, at least I, yeah, at least with the quarterback situations the other teams had, like had Lamar Jackson played, had Tua a healthy Tua played, they would have lost both of those games. Both teams, I think. Yeah, they they did not look like they were the teams that um, everybody knows them to be. I think at this point, so the Bills have been kind of not playing that great for a while i think but uh yeah the, they, they, josh, didn't, they just didn't look like the contender that you really expect yeah like josh allen lately it's it's either a 60 yard touchdown pass or a bunch of incompletions and a fumble or an interception it's <laughs> it's kind of all or nothing their drives lately and that was it was kind of that way in the last game against the um the patriots they had two they had two kickoff return touchdowns and then like a couple of big bombs from allen and then that was basically it for the scoring. They didn't have any really, maybe they had one sustained drive all, all game. Um, it was, yeah, it's so it, that does, it's a little concerning if I were a Bills fan, but again, like you said, maybe they're just concerned about, you know, they, they think, well, we're the, we're one of the three top teams in the AFC. These teams have seemed to have separated themselves, the Chiefs, the Bengals and the Bills, and we have to play and if we're if you're the Bengals, we're going to have to play the other two teams to win. Mm. And if you're the Bills, you say, well, we're going to have to play the other two teams to win. So why don't we just save our energy for those games? And maybe maybe that's what happened. Could know. be it. But now they're going to play each other, and it's going to be an emotional game. So who knows what's going to happen with that, or what they're going to bring bring into that game? You don't really know until we. Yeah, I could see both teams so. having emotion on their side because of Hamlin uh, for Buffalo. But I think Cincinnati is going to be angry that the game is not in Cincinnati because they so didn't get at least in a neutral location. Cause that seems yeah. like that, if the league's making the AFC championship game in a neutral site, should Buffalo play Kansas city? Why is this game not? I don't know. That's what I, I have never really understood why they ruled that way. It seems like this should they be said. They ruled that way because both teams had played the same number of games and since the Bills won one more of their games than the Bengals, they got yeah. one. But that's still the game, that, the game that they didn't play was the game against each other. And the they were supposed to have one. Yeah. And the Bills were the team that didn't want to play that game that night or apparently the next day or the next day. So mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's odd that they were rewarded in any way for for not essentially forfeit for forfeiting the game and, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know it's something hor- horrible happened to him but like but like you know they it's like I, if i were the bengals i would be 
upset like uh, like that. So I think the Bengals had the Bengals also were stuck in that coin flip situation with the Ravens. Anyway, so like they had both of their games, their their playoff games, they could be uh, upset about. Um, they ended up winning the the game, so they didn't need the coin flip. But um, right, yeah, it was a it's it was just an odd situation, I think, and that the Bills benefited. I guess you could say they didn't benefit in that they didn't even they didn't get home field advantage, even though they beat the Chiefs. But it it's they they could have also been the number three seed, and the worst the Chiefs could have been was number two. Yeah. Um, and even the Bengals could have challenged for the one seed going into the last week if if, if the Chiefs had lost. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But some of that ends up being a moot point, and maybe maybe the um, AFC Championship um, location may be a moot point. Also, just depending on what happens in this game. Yeah, depending on um, yeah, depending on yeah. which Buffalo team shows up and which Cincinnati team shows up. And I think we'll we'll talk Hopefully more about both that. Of their, both of their good teams show up. So right. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think I thought maybe the most interesting game may have been the tale of the two different halves of the Chargers Jacksonville game. Because um, Jacksonville was objectively bad in the first half. And yeah, four, and then four turnover, four interceptions by Lawrence. Were they all in the first quarter? They were at least three so. in the first quarter. Uh, yeah, that could be. But yeah, it was. Yeah, pretty pretty poor performance. <laughs> First half. Yeah, it was interception, interception, punt, interception, interception. The last one was in the second quarter. Half oh, the last one was the quarter. quarter. Okay. It was with uh, yeah seven minutes left in the game too so it was uh, yeah. you know, within the first 22 minutes ish uh, 23 minutes mm. it was had four interceptions but yeah the yeah, that half was crazy the how badly they played but yeah like i think i was thinking going into that when when that half was happening it's like oh yeah brandon staley he, his job was maybe on the line and i was thinking well now he's certainly going to keep his job given the given how well they're playing against <laughs> <laughs> the and then half. the second yeah. half yeah I, the way they lost they couldn't do anything in the second half yeah down 27 points to come all the way back yeah 31 30 victory for jacksonville uh it seems like staley is keeping his job though but the offensive coordinator has been fired from from chargers okay no the yeah, Lombardi. Offense, Lombardi. Offense, yeah, the offensive coordinator. Yeah, for the Chargers was fired. Yeah, seems as though Staley has kept his job. I'm a little surprised Staley has kept his job, but I don't know. He he did get the team to the playoffs this year. You could say, well, they only lost by one point on the road. <laughs> if if like it had been a valiant comeback, and yeah, they just fell short. But it was to a, to a team with a worse record than them, though, too, right? So it's um just mm-hmm. because they were in a division that was less difficult to win than the AFC. Yeah. It was also, it was all, I guess it was also a team that had beaten them already but handily. True. Uh, so True. Like, this is their second loss to the Jaguars. Yeah, I was surprised that, I guess, well, I don't know. It's, it, 
because I think maybe this is like one of those things where the Chargers may have like inquired about Sean Payton or somebody like that. He's the, the yeah, Harbaugh. but like Harbaugh, it seems like he says he's gonna stay at Michigan now. Yeah, and was well, um is um AD said he's staying there. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if Payton, like. I would see this. You think this might be a good situation for Sean Payton because you get a young, good quarterback and a good and possibly good offense. But like he's also in the same division as Mahomes, and yeah, that's you know it's easier to win. Like I think he was had been interviewed with Houston actually, and then it seems like perhaps that's where he might end up. Who knows? Because he's from Texas, and yeah, and it seems like uh, Mike McCarthy's going to keep his job after the Cowboys beat the. Buccaneers so handily so yeah I, I, I'm a little surprised that Staley is keeping his job but I'm not they did have a winning record they did go to the playoffs they improved from last year so like objectively it seems okay but like you would think emotionally given the fact that they, their last game was such a debacle their last game against the Broncos was such a debacle where they like where Mike Williams was hurt and their starters played and didn't do very well and then the next game when they huge lead and basically they got the huge lead just handed to them they didn't have any i don't think they had any long drives what was their longest um touchdown drive the um let's see they had a touchdown drive of 18 yards field goal drive of 57 touchdown drive of 16 yards they had a 62 yard touchdown drive yeah Uh, so one one they had a four-play, one-yard field goal. Yeah. Yeah, that four-play, one-yard field goal was bad. And they missed a – yeah. Um, three and out, three and out. You know, yeah, their, se- their second longest drive yeah, ended in a missed field goal, so. 58-yard <laughs> drive. Yeah, nothing yes. really sustained, though. Would you Would you have kept Staley? Um, I, I think so. I think you probably just write it off as just not a, not a great year, but – yeah, I don't know. He might be on a short lease next 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 year, though. Yeah, probably. I would. I mean, the, I would the Chargers guess. kind of have a history of, you know, some some you know not being able to hold on to leads and stuff like that, kind of in the past anyway. But yeah, uh, they have a they have a kind of uh, pre Mahomes Chiefs sort of playoff history. Yeah, I think that was, and they've had they they've blown things. Uh, yeah, blown leads have been favorites and, and, and lost and things like that. So yeah, this was maybe just part of that pattern. There, there was an interesting quote from a local barbecue restaurant oh, in okay. Kansas City, which, which I found amusing. I'll, I'll, here's the quote. See if you can tell me which barbecue restaurant you think okay. made this quote. The Chargers are the St. Louis barbecue of football teams. Ooh, okay. Let's see. That's like a, a double roast there, though. I don't think so. Yeah, St. Louis barbecue. Yeah, I guess St. Louis is known for their ribs. St. Louis style ribs, right? They, but it's not really. Yeah, it's not really a barbecue hotbed. Um, at least not compared to Kansas City. I don't think it's one of the old guard. I don't think it's going to be Bryant's or Gates. I don't think it's one of them because I don't think they're. I don't think they'll. I don't think they're bothered to so think they'd be active on social media <laughs> yeah i don't think so i think some new i think some new 
person bought Bryant's though. It's true. Uh, so that could be, but I don't I don't think that's that's not their style. Um it's not gonna be Jack Stack either. That's 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 the kind of fancier up, upper class one. It's gonna be one of the newer, it's gonna be like either like a Q39 or a Q39, I was thinking, or well, not Oklahoma Joe's anymore. Can Joe's Kansas Joe's City. Casey. Um yeah, it's not gonna be like LCs or one of those old places. I don't think it's it's gonna it, maybe it's Joe's Kansas City. It is one of the ones you ruled out on the first try. It was is it Gates? It was Brian. It was Brian. Well, Brian's is the it's it's the new ownership. The new I ownership. Have, you weren't expecting it, yeah. It's the new ownership. I just thought the line was funny. So yeah, the new okay, the new ownership. Then because I I had read be. somewhere that somebody else had bought it, and um, yeah. I guess they're brasher than <laughs> the old, yeah, old than than Arthur Bryant himself would have been. When, do you when did do you know when Arthur Bryant died? I don't. No clue. Yeah, um, he was because he was a cook at at. Uh, at Gates, right? Wasn't that the origin he, story of Bryant's? Bryant's and so Bryant and Ollie Gates, they had both learned how to do barbecue from an older guy named um, Henry Perry, who had settled in Kansas City, like in the teen, like in the like nineteen first decade of the nineteenth of the twentieth century, like nineteen oh five or something. The odds. and. The aughts, yeah, and then I think both Bryant and Gates at one point worked for Henry Perry. Okay, and um, let's see, I'm looking it up. Um, yeah, so Henry Perry had his barbecue called Perry's Barbecue at 17th and Lydia, which is near 18th and Vine District. Yeah, um, he died in 1940, but he uh, so. Um, so after his death, Charlie Bryant took over the business and sold it to his brother Arthur, who made his sauce a little sweeter, and then he moved it to 1727 Brooklyn. Yeah, um, where it still is today. Yeah, and then um, another guy worked for Perry, helped says helped George Gates found Gates Barbecue. Uh, so like get, the Gates family. Um, also was part of that uh, Henry Perry family tree. Okay. So Gates Barbecue started in 1946. Bryant's was uh, started in, I guess it was just taken over after uh, his death in like 1940 or something. Okay. Yeah, 1940, died. Charlie took it over, and Arthur took it over in 1946 as well. So both of them started kind of in 1946. As Arthur uh, became the boss in 46, so hmm. almost almost 80 years. No, yeah. but I'm surprised. Yeah, uh, <laughs> surprised. Yeah, the the I'm surprised that uh, the new management is so <laughs> and picking fights for no reason. Yeah. Funny. Maybe they're just trying to get their name out again, I guess. I guess. Maybe. <laughs> well, should we um, go through our picks from last week's games? 
Yeah, sure. Let's do that. Uh, we each did fairly well. Um, do we maybe you want to like like as usual? Do you want to talk about our losses? Sure. Both your loss versus we haven't talked about that game yet. We can talk about my loss. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my the one loss that I had was um, in the Giants Vikings game. Uh, I'd taken the under at uh, forty eight and a half points. Uh, but it seems like all the games were pretty high scoring. Uh, one only one landed on the under, and it wasn't uh, it wasn't this one. Uh, Giants ended up uh, playing pretty well, upsetting, I guess technically. Yeah, uh, the Vikings still. Well, yeah, the Vikings were by three, yeah. so I guess it's an upset according to the betters. It's right. An upset according to record and the seating, uh, but I like. In, in Minnesota, I guess, had won the first matchup, but also only by a field goal, very long field goal at the end of regulation. So, yeah, it wasn't much of an upset. I think as a 13-win as team, the Vikings inspired uh, a very little amount of confidence. I, I, I that had won at least 12 games to have a negative point differential. So even... Um, well, you know, even before the twelve, even at twelve and four, uh, rather than thirteen and four, they they've all been positive uh, point differential. So it's like not really significantly positive too, not just positive, but in the game ended, I think on on the most Kirk Cousins of all plays, that short uh, fourth and I guess like fourth and eight, and then he threw like a three yard pass to <laughs> T.J. Hawkinson. And he failed to get a first down. <laughs> That's how the game ended. It's one of those maddening types of plays for football fans to to watch happen in front of them. Yeah, especially if you're a Vikings fan. Yeah, like yeah. that's and like they didn't throw much at all to to uh, Justin Jefferson in the second half. Mm. But yeah, it was. But the Giants looked pretty good. Uh, Jones looked good as quarterback. Saquon had some really big runs. Hmm. Seems like Dable's really uh, turned the team around uh, this year. Yes, any, any, ended up, yeah, fifty-five points, thirty-one twenty-four. Mm-hmm. So yeah, about a, a touchdown over. About a touchdown over. Yeah, it could have been. Yeah, it would have had to remain twenty-four twenty-four tie to. Yeah. That wasn't going to happen. Can't so happen. Really... Can't happen in the playoffs. No. So I, yeah, so I'd lost relatively early in that game, I guess, right? Yeah, they didn't end up scoring that much uh, in the fourth quarter. I think it was only... It was about halfway through the fourth quarter when that last touchdown Yeah, was 10, point, 10 points were scored in the first fourth quarter. But yeah. most of the, uh, it was 17-14 at half. So, and then so 31 points. It was interesting. Uh, 31 points were scored in the first half. 24 points were scored in the second half. The game ended up 31-24 as well. Maybe that's not, maybe that's not that interesting, but I, I find it interesting. <laughs> Think that was predetermined? Is that the plan was? <laughs> yeah, that was the plan. <laughs> Yeah, so Daniel Jones had a good – yeah, he uh, threw for 300 yards, 301 yards, two touchdowns, and he ran uh, for 78 yards 
leading his team. No, no rushing touchdowns. Barkley had only nine carries, uh, which was, I thought he had gotten the ball a lot more. I guess he had five receptions, so I was thinking he was much yeah. more integral, but he had a lot of uh, pass catches. So I think the Giants have an interesting conundrum for next year because both Jones and Barkley are due to be free agents. Do you try to keep both of those guys around, or do you just try to find his running backs are, you know, he's a really great running back, but he's running, he's still a running back. Yeah. Seen as a more, one of the more fungible uh, positions. And Jones is a, is a quarterback who's starting to take off maybe, but maybe he's a little bit of a slow developer, but seems to be competent enough. He's still playing well enough, at least anyway. So yeah, it's going to be tough to try to keep both of them, I would think, but yeah, I, which one? If you had to keep, if you could keep one of those two, which one would you keep? I'm thinking you have to keep your quarterback if he's already there. So, and yeah, running backs are relatively interchangeable. So, you might yeah, have Barkley's to. really good. I think he probably has another two or three years in it, but he probably wants like a four or five year contract. Yeah, and who knows if he's going to last that long? He's been injured quite a bit over his career. This year, he was healthy again, so it's he's it's he's a risk. But if he's healthy, he's he's wonderful. But well, you may you may get into a situation here with the league not valuing running backs as much as they have in the past. You may be able to franchise tag a running back to a to an okay salary without yeah long term deal. The one the one back who uh, kind of screws that app is it's like the app isn't the is it's the you franchise three average of three maybe the top. 10 salaries top three or top five top five it's something, it's something it's like a, that it's a pretty small number i think for the mm-hmm. well like christian mccaffrey's uh huge contract uh is skews would skew it but still it's probably fairly it's probably the lowest relatively that it's been in years for yeah well i mean that that's really what i'm you know thinking about from that perspective is that in the past it used to be that running backs were one of the higher paid positions and now they they may have slipped back a bit relative to some of the other other positions yeah i was looking at nick chubb he has a he signed a three-year um 36 plus million contract so i guess was it is it um the average value yeah i'm not exactly sure it has to be for that one season though right it's just gonna be that season's average right yeah, so this year his cap hit was only five point two million. Next year it's going to be fourteen point eight, then sixteen point two for Nick Chubb. So I would guess probably something like that would be what Barkley would go for. Yeah, it's a lot of money, but some of those teams have a lot of cash, and they might want a running back. Yeah. But it, it's, I think it's, it's a, um, a strategy that you wouldn't have even thought about several years ago, but maybe now it's becoming closer to, you know, a, po- a possible strategy anyway, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Here's, I, I just looked at top running back salaries. It's Christian McCaffrey's number one at just over 16 million a year. Yeah. Um, Alvin Kamara is 15 million. Zeke Elliott, 15 million. Dalvin Cook, 12.6. Derrick Henry, 12.5. Uh, 
chub 12.2 so it's like 12 million is a lot of is, is what you could get a really a good running back for um barkley is eight million but he was a looks like the average of the top five would be around 11 million for this year for 2023 salary i was looking at the average uh let's yeah let's look at 2023 yeah Ooh, uh, 2023 salaries. Aaron Jones uh, goes up to 20 million for his cap number. Lindsey yeah. Gates 16, Derrick Henry 16, Kamara 16, Nick Chubb almost 15 cap number. I don't know if it's based on cap number or based on something else. I think it's probably on the base. Maybe it's the on base, or is it on base salary, or is it just on? Uh... Yeah, if it's on cap money, then maybe it is. Yeah, Aaron Jones, twenty million. Oh yeah, okay. So that was on that was just on base salary that I had it on. It was like eleven million. Okay, I'm looking at it right now on uh, twenty twenty three projected franchise transition tender. So if you're if you're going to franchise a quarterback, which I think they I guess they could for Jones if he's eligible. That would yeah. be thirty. That would be thirty-two million. Um, and running back would be ten point one million. Okay. So not not that high. For, um. But yeah, of of all of this, um. Yeah, of of all of the position groups, running back is the lowest. Now. Other than special teams players, right. tight end, the special team, I guess, are lower. Yeah, for twenty twenty two. Yeah, in twenty twenty three, tight end is going to be higher than running back. Really? Yeah. So, what's the tight end for twenty twenty three? Eleven point three five six million. It was ten point eight. Last year's running back was twelve point five. This year's running back is ten point one. So it's gone down two million. Yeah. So, so it it actually does become a strategy. So, if like, um, if uh, yeah, let's say, let's say Barkley wants, you know, fifteen million a year for three years, you could franchise tag him for one year, see if he holds up. As a team, yeah. it's a strategy you could use. It doesn't mean he's going to be happy with that, but yeah, it's like, it's like maybe maybe even like say like five years, fifty million, and. Yeah. You you give them five years and then because ten million is not like five years from now maybe ten million won't be that much yeah on the cap and I don't know it's one of those things yeah like you said you got to take advantage of the inefficiencies of um, the marketplace and it seems like running backs were once overvalued maybe now they're undervalued who knows mm. um, when we want to that was your first pick my first pick. Uh, your first that I lost pick. your first one, no, my was... one my loan loss yeah. was the Buccaneers Cowboys game the uh Bucks were two and a half point underdogs I took them at plus two and a half and the Cowboys rolled 31 to 14 despite missing four extra points <laughs> and despite um you know just not having really the play that hard i think they could you know it was it was an easy game it was they were it was they were comfortably ahead 
really once Brady threw that that interception in the end zone, mm. the Buccaneers didn't challenge again until late. It, you know, it was like you know for three quarters plus, it was it was, you know, it was it was it was easy sailing, and Dak Prescott looked great. The, although the you know his receivers were sometimes, you know, fifteen yards had a 15 yard uh, kind of radius Cushion. around them where nobody was yeah <laughs> and like that last cd lamb uh touchdown yeah it was a, a very good game i think for the cowboys and one that definitely puts mccarthy off the hot seat i could see if they had lost to the buccaneers that might have been given away yeah if they would have had the same collapse that the chargers had do you think McCarthy would already be out of job? Possibly, because Jerry, I don't know, Jerry Jones, I'm sure he is very, he's probably gotten in some ways more patient as he's gotten older, but now I think he's probably going to get more impatient because he's getting very much older and he probably wants another Super Bowl before he passes away. And the I don't think the Cowboys even have even been in the NFC Championship game since... 95 something like that so it's yeah something like that it's they said this is their first road playoff win in 30 years which i thought was pretty surprising yeah they seem like the it's like the old chiefs when they uh when andy reed was coaching them uh even before mahomes like they won their like when they beat they beat the texans on the road when they shut the texans out like in 2014 or something 2015 yeah and that was their first road playoff victory in in since like they beat the Houston Oilers, I think, uh, in uh, one of the Joe Montana uh, seasons. Yeah. That's so mm-hmm. it's been a long time. So when you, when you watch this game, did you watch the ESPN broadcast, Joe Buck and Troy Eggman, or did you watch yeah. the um, ESPN2 Manning cast? I didn't watch the Manning cast. I watched the standard one. Uh, maybe the Manning cast would have been better, but I – I, I never actually watched like just watched the Manning cast version. I like caught like little bits of it, but I actually watched this one. It's um it is um difficult to sit through. How much do they even pay? It's like having is it much about the game or at all? three color commentators and no play by play guy. <laughs> so they 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 talk about stuff all, like constantly, but usually they're just like sort of like talking that like through what happened afterwards. And so if you if you're just listening to it and not watching the game, you have no clue what's happening in the game at all. Like there were touchdowns that were scored that they didn't even really mention. So like, it's like actually happening anyway. I thought it was kind of inter- it was entertaining to watch, but it was um, if you're doing something else and like relying on the announcer, like you know, mm-hmm. verbally actually talking about the game, uh, you're not getting it on that broadcast. It sounds sort of like if we were like it's it's like us, but there's a football game in the background that we're ignoring. Is that? Yeah, well, I mean, they're watching the game, so they know. Okay, they know they're what's com- happening, but they're uh, commenting on the game. But they're sort they of commenting have... around it, but not necessarily talking about individual plays. Um, even even like big plays, like they, they may just react to the plays. You know, they may, you know, do something, but they don't necessarily <laughs> like say what's actually happening so nobody's like calling the game it's just them talking over a football game that's happening interesting uh i i've yeah i've i haven't had i i've on the espn games i've just had to watch 
uh, streaming, I have ESPN Plus, so like they don't have all those options usually because I don't actually oh. have cable. Okay. Um, and they have, actually a lot of those games aren't on ESPN Plus either. So I yeah, I've um I've if I watch the game, it's on my phone because I have the thing on my phone. But I go to bar or something, and, and that's always going to have the regular the regular answers. audio. Yeah. yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. Curious. So. Do yeah. <laughs> do you think that? Oh, uh, one one last note from the uh, Buccaneers Cowboys is this Tom Brady's last game total? Last game as a Buccaneer, both or neither? I guess. I think it's. I think he probably comes back. I don't think he'll be with Tampa. I think he's probably fed up with how they played this year. I think he's going to try something else. It sounds like he's being recruited pretty heavily from a few different teams. So we'll have to see which way it goes. Yeah, it seems like Las Vegas maybe is the Raiders have been talking to him apparently. Probably Miami again because of Tua's health. Mm. I think he'd like to throw it to uh, Tyreek and Jalen Waddell. But also, you know, Devontae Adams is pretty good as well. Yeah. There's probably yeah. going to be some kind of talk about New England. A reunion there but i don't know that he wants or either of them want that yeah i don't know either maybe not want that either i don't know well our patriots fan i'd want it because i don't think mac jones is the quarterback of the future yeah i don't um i guess maybe it's like it seemed like at the beginning of the season maybe you thought especially once lance got hurt maybe it was san francisco but now i think no matter what happens, we had talked about this before. What happens if Brock Purdy does well? I think seems like we're maybe seeing that actually. So yeah, I think now really, no matter what happens in the playoffs, I think Purdy's going to be the starter next year. I don't think Lance is. I think if anything, they're going to try to get rid of him, um, which is you know really really surprising given what, what happened going into the season so i don't know yeah it's, it's yeah it's, do you think anyone predicted change. that you think anyone predicted that purdy would be leading the team into a deep playoff run <laughs> when they selected him uh, as mr relevant in the 2020 draft no i think if people thought well purdy's gonna play a lot this year i think people would have thought oh that that's that, something bad happened it's a disaster season, season collapsed because yeah, we've had so we because Lance got hurt, Garoppolo got hurt, probably if those two quarterbacks got hurt, probably maybe the whole defense is gone. Yeah, yeah. Kittle's out for the season. Yeah, uh, Trent Williams uh, went down. Something there's, like maybe that. there's been like a an, a horrible like plane crash or something, and that that <laughs> that would be like you would think of that before this this scenario would be the one that would play out, right? Yeah, I think there's no. Yeah, it's. It's it's really because because they have done had backup quarterbacks do fairly well for San Francisco, but but it's been like C.J. Beathard and uh, people like that that uh, kind of helped, like kind of hung in the games with the Forty yeah. ers But the rest of the roster right now is so good. Um, I think a lot of people could be the quarterback, but I think you you can't take away from what Purdy has done, but. I think it's just a very, very good situation for him to be in. Right. <laughs> but, um, but they didn't look that great 
when Lance or really even Garoppolo was quarterbacking the team, which yeah. is kind of what's surprising about it. It's not that, that that a backup quarterback has succeeded, is that they may actually be better with their third string guy than they were with their first two string guys. Part of that also that is a think... little surprising. It still doesn't mean yeah. that Purdy is actually that great of a quarterback. But the situation is really good, and, and he's at least a game manager enough and not creating mistakes himself that caused the team to suffer. Yeah, I think part of that is is just that uh, the team got healthy as time went on, healthier. Like mm-hmm. Kittle came back from injury. Uh, Debo Samuel now is back. Um, and also... Well, a lot uh, of their best play was without Samuel. Like yeah, McCaffrey. Yeah. Yeah. I guess he's... Yeah, I think he takes him to another level even. Yeah. Like McCaffrey um, came in the middle of the season and they've been really good since McCaffrey has been there. So I think that's also something. Except for his first game. They didn't win that first game. No, they got blown out by the Chiefs that game. But uh, now they haven't lost since then, have they? No, they haven't lost since then. So, man. You could say, well, they haven't really played any great teams mm-hmm. since then. They played, well, they've played two playoff teams. This, the Seahawks and Buccaneers, both of whom got blown out in their first round mm. games. So they haven't had the level of competition, maybe that they played Seattle fairly recently too at the end yeah. of the season. So. But I think yeah, but I think a lot of that just the just the state state of the NFC. And if you aren't playing any of the good AFC teams, your schedule is going to be pretty weak. So like the 49ers did end up playing the Chiefs. And the Chargers, they barely beat the Chargers, and they got blown out by the Chiefs. Um, they lost to the Broncos, uh, and they barely beat the Raiders. So, like, I think that sh- in some ways that shows how hard, so how good the AFC is compared to the NFC. Um, you know, it's you have those some uh, anomalies like the Vikings somehow beating the Bills, but it seems like most of the AFC teams are, were. I think I think I think on the whole, like the, the record against between the conferences was even, but I think the top teams of the AFC are are uh, very formidable compared to the NFC. Well, we both picked game, picked um, made bets inside that San Francisco Seattle game. Should we talk about those real quick? Sure. Yeah, I, I picked the Forty ers minus ten, and they won forty one twenty three. So that was a comfortable. Uh, when it was a little close like first half but then the second half just opened up for the 49ers and they coasted you uh what was your bet in that game uh i took the over in that in that game because the over under number was pretty low 43 yeah it seems way too low yeah they i mean blew that away and into the final score to that uh yeah 64 points so yeah the 49ers passed that had 41 by themselves so a field goal from the from the Seahawks would have put put it over. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, how far into the game was it when they actually hit the over? Did it was it in the third quarter or was it the fourth quarter? Let's see. Ah, uh, was the uh, first score of the fourth quarter. First score of the fourth quarter. 50, Fifty-eight seconds into the fourth quarter. Or so, so there it was under only until just the beginning of the fourth quarter. Okay. From your standard quote of the uh it's not it's not it's not uh over or it's, it's always under until it's over that's until nice. it's over yes it's always under until it's over and 
yeah that was yeah the uh and yeah there a, lot, a lot of the games in the, over this this week so yeah there was a lot of scoring in this in the fourth quarter but yeah the 49ers handled it pretty easily uh i don't think there were any i think we, we i think we had a bet or a potential bet that there was going to be a safety in one of the games oh i, I didn't even were, think about it was was there one i don't think there were any safety i didn't i didn't see any so I think I think uh, your your over ha- over one half safeties fail uh, didn't turn out. But what uh, let's say let's say I gave you two to one odds this over, week. Yeah. So like so it's like plus uh, uh, plus two hundred over one half. Yeah, one safety. Would you take it in the division round? Yeah, I'd take in it. The division round. <laughs> Double or nothing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> would you would you not? I'd I'd still go the under, probably. <laughs> but I think safeties happen more when they're like bad teams playing. True. And you know, it's possible that a safety would happen with good teams, but usually I think it's mostly bad uh bad inept offenses at least. Mm. I don't and in the AFC, all the offenses are very good. Even the NFC, they're all pretty good offenses. I think the Giants might be the weakest of those offenses, but they're not they're not bad. So yeah. like the old you know, the old saying was defenses in championships, but I don't I think there are te- I think there are more teams with good offenses than there are with good defense. I think at this point. Yeah. Like the defense, I think you could say who's who has a good I guess you could say the Eagles and the 49ers. 49ers. I think the Maybe. I think the Chiefs are pretty decent, but they don't usually show up like that anyway. But I think you could say the Cowboys, maybe, but they're more I think they're more flashy than they are. Yeah. Um, the Bills are kind of the same way. They had a really good defense, but now they're injured a lot. Yeah, the Bengals might be the less best defense left. Maybe. I think Jacksonville's yeah. defense is okay, but they've been giving up a lot of points too. But they, they play a little rough for you know what we mm-hmm. saw at least in the the first game against Jacksonville. Yeah. With, um yeah, Cisco. Not getting penalized, but getting fined for dirty hits. Uh yeah. Okay, so let's see who was I'm looking at the team statistics right now. Um, in terms of yardage per game, the 49ers and the Eagles are number one and two with just a, with 300, about 300 yards per game. Uh, the Bills are the next team in the playoffs. Then the Buccaneers, Ravens, then the Chiefs, actually. Hmm. Two yards ahead of the Cowboys. But yeah, it's like most of those teams in the upper echelon on defense are not, in terms of, of yardage defense, are not in the playoffs. Um, ones on, in, uh, the Chiefs are middle of the pack in points per game. The veterans 21.7. Who, what were the teams that were at the top there? Uh, the 49ers have allowed only 16.3, so they're number one. The Bills, 17.9 at number two. 
Then you have the Ravens, the Jets, then it's the Cowboys at 20.1, and the Bengals also at 20.1. Hmm. Uh, then the Eagles at 20.2. Jaguars at 20.6. Chiefs at 21.7. Giants at 20. I think that's the last team. So I think I guess the Giants rank last in points per game, but they're only tenth of a point lower or, or higher than the Chiefs. Yeah, I guess we. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's they're within a few points uh, per game. The pack is uh, pretty close together anyway. It's not somebody's like far and away the best team, and then the Giants also are the lowest offensive scoring team, mm. twenty one point five points per game. The Ravens actually never mind the Ravens. We're, we're, we're lower, but the Giants are the one, I think, the lowest left. Lowest remaining, yeah. Yeah, the Chiefs are number one overall. Bills, two. Eagles, three. Cowboys, four. This is the Lions. And then it's uh, San Francisco is six. Bengals, seven. Then Vikings and Seahawks, both playoff teams that have lost. And then Jaguars after that. So, yeah, I think scoring defense uh, does not correlate as much as nearly as much as scoring offense in the league anymore. Mm. Yeah, I think really what the modern NFL has become is that it's as much offense as you can get and a competent enough defense to get at least a few stops when it matters. That's it's not the the old defense wins championships strategy at least anymore. I don't think. No, but I think I think I guess you want to have a good defense. The slow down in the offensive. You want you want relatively a team that can slow slow the other team down. I don't think it. Yeah, I think you just need a you just need to balance somehow. Have a better offense, a better offense plus better defense mm. than the other team. Yeah, uh, and it seems like more and more teams are going on the offensive. Yeah, so. well, it's more protected now too from the, the yeah. way it's officiated and the way the game is called. Really, so. Um. Yeah. How about your how about your first victory of the uh so the well, the third the second victory second yeah both the second victory yeah wins in the uh, of the 49ers Seahawks game. Uh the last one because we we're just talking about it too the uh, Chargers Jacks game. Uh I had Jacksonville plus 1 in that game and it took basically the entire game to bring that one back uh to the to the win column for me. That was a a deep comeback to win for for Jacksonville to win by one which covered the spread by two yeah it was one of those things where like when we bet a couple of times this week we didn't get the best number that we could have we had waited uh but we had we when we um made the record when we recorded this i think it was tuesday and then the lines uh changed but yeah i think i think it ended up being a chargers like two and a half point favorite something like that even uh, so yeah. I think it, it was minus two was the uh, close on ESPN at least anyway. Minus but it was two. it was even when we were looking at it, and then when mm-hmm. we started to record, I think that's yes, right. Last week it moved to minus one. Minus one for for um the Chargers. So yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I I I thought I thought it I thought Jacksonville might 
have a good shot at winning, but I did not expect the game to go the way it went. I'm not surprised at the final score. If he had said it was 31 30, that wouldn't have surprised me at all. Mm. But just the way it, the way it happened was. But if you, if you heard that they were down 27 to nothing, you would have assumed that they would not have, that Jacksonville would not have come back. Yeah. I guess you could say, well, Chargers are going to Charger, but. I don't know. I think I did I say something to that effect in a text message to you. So if if you if if I had just said one team was up 27-0 and then lost 31 to 30, which one would you have said more likely was the one that was going to lose that was up big then lost? I think it'd have to be the Chargers, right? I mean, um or the giant, the Giants, maybe because the Vikings have had those crazy comebacks during the season, but I don't think any of the other teams would get behind by that much. Yeah, yeah, I could see. You might have said like somebody like the Dolphins, like somehow they got way ahead of the Bills, and then the Bills came back. Yeah, I'd be surprised yeah. if they if they can get behind by that much as well. Yeah. They got behind quite a, the Dolphins got behind quite a bit to the Bills, but then they 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 hung in. This was my uh, second win was the the Dolphins um, plus nine and a half. It ended up it, it ended up being plus fourteen at the end of the week because when I made my bet, it, there were whispers that Tua was going to play. Yes, and then those went away pretty quickly. <laughs> um, it uh, became a big Buffalo um, uh, number, but. Even though I didn't get the best number, I still thought that the the, the Bills weren't going to win by a lot, and because yeah. the uh, Dolphins were going to keep it close, I didn't imagine them keeping it this. But given the, the way the Bills have been playing, you know, it's not surprising. And, and like what we said, you know, if the Bills play like that against the Bengals they're going to lose, but I guess if the Bengals play like they did against the Ravens, I don't know if they beat the Bills even if the Bills play like that, so it's hard to say. I'd rather have those teams, I think those teams are evenly matched, but I'd rather have them play well against each other than poorly, although maybe you'd say, well, if from the Chiefs' perspective, maybe you want them to play poorly because you think they're going to play poorly the next week, but that doesn't usually seem yeah. to work out. Um, so as a Chiefs fan, what what do you want to see from this game? Do you want that just knockdown, drag out, just like totally draining effort from somebody, and then the and then maybe the weaker team ends up winning? Is that is that the best scenario? I think so. I think it's like it's a little bit like what happened in the divisional round last year when the Chiefs and Bills played that um, fantastic, you know, trading knockout blows kind of game. Yeah, 42, 36 Kansas City. The win, you know, people thought, well, the winner of this game is going to go to the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl. But I think the Chiefs were a little tired and let down after the game, and they had a they, they were able to kind of hold and have a good half against Cincinnati, but then they couldn't sustain it and just kind of fell yeah. apart. And I wonder if that's a little bit of was a hangover from the kind of amazing miraculous comeback. And yeah, so I, maybe that, maybe that's what we want. But I guess I would rather have the Bengals win just so the game would be in Kansas City. Yeah, you want that streak to continue of the uh, Chiefs hosting AFC Championship games, correct? I guess technically the Chiefs would be the home team in Atlanta, 
yeah you could call that hosting yeah. um but and maybe you can say well Mahomes will play better in a dome but i think Allen would play better in a dome too so it's, it's it doesn't yeah seem like, i don't know i think the home crowd i'd like the home crowd right and yeah it seems Kansas like all travel well it's not yeah i think buffalo fans probably too though it's, it's yeah and it seems to me if the chiefs were one seed they should have given a majority of the tickets who knows how they'll handle that but i don't know if, i don't think that was the place i saw the tickets were going on sale i think today i think maybe for the game in Atlanta should it be played there. So um that's already like happening now. So I don't I don't know what they what the breakdown is though of like the availability of the tickets. I I'd much rather play in Atlanta than play in Buffalo though. So that's yeah, that's true. Yeah. So um speaking of uh next week's games, do we want to talk about next week's games and talk about our bets on them we uh we're doing a little different this week because there are only four games uh we're gonna make a bet on each one of us is gonna make a bet on each game and spread or over under spread or over under and we will uh alternate who gets the first pick in those games and we decided we're gonna handle them in the order of the games occurred or will occur in the order of the of the of the games occurring so like yeah on saturday the chiefs play first against the jaguars at 4 30. and and you have won the toss so you will get to select your first yeah. first so yeah the spread is eight and a half points chiefs are favored and the over under is 53. i like I, I, the ones I like most, I like, I like the Chiefs minus eight and a half. I feel like a homer, but the Chiefs beat the Jaguars by 10 at home in the regular season. That was a game where they had a lot of turnovers, a late interception by Mahomes, uh, two fumbles, one by Fortson, one by Pacheco, I think. There was also a kind of mishandled onside kick. Where the Jaguars recovered it, so like they had a lot of turnovers. They were they still coasted that game. They were up twenty-seven to ten in the fourth quarter. I think Mahomes doesn't make that interception in the playoffs. So I I I I think also probably the Jaguars are happy to be where they are because they beat the Chargers. I think a lot of people didn't think that would happen. Mm. It was a big comeback. They're elated, but I I I think they're they were on a high, but I think. I think the Chiefs Chiefs were on, a, were on a bye. They were rested. Last time when the Chiefs played the um, Jaguars, the Chiefs were actually coming off that Monday night game against the Titans, where they were really beat up the whole time. Mm-hmm. They, they had one less. They had one uh, fewer day of rest than the Jaguars did, and they still handily beat the Jaguars. So I think with two weeks of, you know, I'm talking myself in this. I think with two weeks of rest, mm-hmm. Andy Reid on the bye, and at Arrowhead again, the Chiefs have already beaten the Jaguars. I think I think minus eight and a half Chiefs is my is my play, and I think I think it's a I think it's a solid play. I think the the it started the bet started out uh, the the spread started out at Chiefs minus ten actually, and it's gone down. Ooh, half, so I'm getting a good number. I think. Well, the Chiefs, like in the regular season at least, least have had difficulties covering spreads, but 
most of those games don't really matter all that much, especially to Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. This is gentlemanly finishes, but now it's playoff time. There's no chances to be taken is what you would hope the mentality is going into these these games now. I think they, they seem pretty motivated to try to get back to the Super Bowl. And you don't want to play a close game if you don't have to play a close game, isn't that? Yeah. The hope, what you hope that they're going to do, at least anyway. Um, so you took Chiefs minus eight and a half. Um, I don't want to do the same bet as you. I don't know that we do. We talk about can we do that? I don't think we're going to. Let's just not do that. We thing. might have to probably next round because I yeah. think we're gonna. I think the way we're going to do it is we're going to make a a point a spread bet and over under bet on each game. Okay, so we'll probably we may have some overlapping bets that overlap. time. Yeah, maybe maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we should just go yeah. against each other. But uh, maybe maybe for this one, then we'll always make sure we we don't take the same bet. Okay, we'll take opposite bet or take the bet on the other. Option. Yeah. yeah. So I think in this one, um, I think that over under number is pretty high. Um, last week there were a lot of overs hit. Five of the six games, I believe, hit the over. Uh, I think this the Dallas uh, Buccaneers game would have hit the over had there not been four missed extra points. Even one more made extra point hits the <laughs> over. Yes. Yeah, because it, it took them to the sixth touchdown of the game before an extra point was successful. Yeah, because the the Buccaneers' first touchdown, they went for two and they didn't make it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think I'm gonna take the I think I'm gonna take the under in this in this game. I think maybe the Chiefs score quite a lot but maybe hold jacksonville down so yeah even even a score yeah like in the mid 30s to the mid teens is is okay for this mm-hmm. um one thing yeah, i just thought of that's what, that's what i that's what i would assume this, this game's gonna go like yeah one thing i just thought of is that the game's on saturday apparently trevor lawrence has never lost a game Ooh. played on a saturday at least not since high school, because uh, mm, yes. he, he won all the games that he started for Clemson. I think he mm. lost a couple of games, but those were bowl games or college football playoff games that were not played on Saturday. Yeah. And he won each time I think he played on Saturday in the regular season and the postseason in the NFL. It should uh, only be like once or twice, though. I mean, it wouldn't be. <laughs> would yeah, he's, yeah. He's only played a couple of games on Saturday that yeah. his team was not an overwhelming favorite, I'm sure. Right. It's like some high school team playing against Trevor Lawrence. Like, okay. Yes. Yeah. Or some uh college against you know, Clemson had, you know, they were overwhelming favorites in just about every game until they played Alabama, basically. So is he, is he um, working on a nickname like Mr. Yeah. Saturday afternoon or something? Is that yeah? <laughs> something something he's aiming for? Yeah, but I don't, I don't think that'll matter. So I'm still I'm still sticking with the Chiefs. And you're stick, the under. I think I think well, that, if, I, if I like the that Chiefs play well. poorly. Yeah, the the under is still possible. Yeah, I think it's a 53 is pretty high. Like even even if the Chiefs score a lot of points, like if they score 35 points, I could see something like 35 to 14 as a final score or mm. something like that. So it's um. It's conceivable. I don't. I don't know how much. I mean, I don't know how much Jacksonville has left. They've had a really, really, really kind of fight and claw to get into the playoffs, 
and then they really had to do that to win their first playoff game and i'm not sure they have all of the energy mm-hmm. left the the average team score last week was 50.2 points which would still be below the over underline for this game okay and in the in the same in the uh chargers um jaguars game was 51 total so it's almost right on that average was um 61 wasn't it was it 2061 well, i'm sorry 30, yeah yeah, uh, so maybe, yeah. Would, that would have been over yeah so it would have been over that would have been over yeah yeah yeah, I added 31 plus 30 and got 50. Mm, yeah, uh, 60, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What's uh, so we, we like, um, so I kind of like the under. If I had to pick one of those, would you, which if you had to pick the minus eight and a half or plus eight and a half, which one would you, would you pick? I think I'd still take the Chiefs minus eight and a half. Yeah. I think I would, I think I would have taken your bet had I gone first in this in this competition but so all all of our viewers out there should be picking jacksonville plus eight and a half and i think so in the <laughs> although yeah, we've done pretty well in the second I half think, of the season the second half of the season and even last week we did well too so we're we're we're, we're, and we're two and one uh in our phase two each of us are two and one in phase two i guess we didn't say that at the end of our yeah recap, but that's what so we won yeah even if we were playing like if we like, I was. I think we miscalculated last week how much money we would have lost if we had counted the um, uh, the juice, the vig. Yeah. You know, because we would have we would have only lost 110 on the on the games we lost. Losses. We would have we would have won 100 on the games we won. So and um, you, get the, you get the 10 back. Yeah. Yeah, you get the 10 back. So like we so we were down two. I was down 270 over the course of right you know, 15 dollars a week, and you were down. 260 uh, plus the 100 back so 160 i guess 160 yeah so that's right correct. you are correct yeah uh, yeah i i knew when i was talking about it it was it was off like, yeah I, I couldn't really picture why i think i think i led us down the wrong number <laughs> on that when we were talking about that yes so yeah we'd be plus 90 right now if yes. we were uh we're playing with real money but we'll in our uh we'll, we'll do plus 200 and, yes. and maybe in the Super Bowl we'll talk. We'll, we'll use we'll use the, uh, the real numbers because I think we'll make some prop bets and things like that. So. Yes. Okay. So, so in game two, then Saturday night game is New York Giants, Philadelphia Eagles, Bruce Eagles. Springsteen Bowl. <laughs> is that is that official? I think it should that? be. Right? Is he play, is he playing the halftime show? He should. He's, he's yeah. It's gonna they're gonna meet in Atlantic City after the game. Uh yeah. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's it's South Jersey the uh versus North Jersey. <laughs> yes. Believe in New York. Yeah, I think it's the yeah. So uh yeah. Philly you're the first pick of this one. Um Philly's favored by seven and a half points. Over under number is forty-eight for the game. Uh I like Philly off the bye. I think, um, yeah, Giants' defense isn't that great, but the Phillies' offense isn't necessarily that good, but uh, I think they're going to be able to put some points on the Giants. Uh, I do like uh, Philadelphia minus seven and a half. So okay. I'm taking that with my with my pick in this game. How about how about your pick? Are you taking the opposing bet or are you going to go on the over-under instead? 
I was thinking the over under, but I don't know which side I would go with the under. I actually like the Giants plus seven and a half. Ooh, direct opposition. Bet. Direct opposition. Yeah, because one of us has to win this bet. The other one has to. Part of it is because the way the Giants played the last week of the regular season against the Eagles, they had their kind of backups and third string quarterback in, and they only lost by six to the Eagles starters. I think the Eagles really have kind of limped into the postseason, even not counting Hertz's injury. Looking back, um, after they after the Eagles beat the Giants uh, in week uh, week fourteen, they won forty eight to twenty two against the Giants. That was when they were really rolling. Hmm. Uh, they haven't won a game by more than six points since. They beat the Bears by five, lost by six to the Cowboys, lost by 10 to the Saints, beat the Giants by six. So I, I don't, I, I think, I think the Eagles will win that game, but I think it will be closer than uh, seven and a half, a half, I think maybe seven even, but I like, I like that half point there. So I don't know. I, that's, I'm, I'm talking myself into it. I, I think the Giants are. I think Daniel Jones is probably at his most confident that he's been all season, and I think the team isn't terribly injured. And it's you know I think at Philadelphia it's not like I said it's not it, it's Springsteen Bowl it's not that far from New York so there's probably gonna be some Giants fans there. Yeah, it's yeah I, it's a divisional game. It's tough to beat the same team three times. At least that's the that's the way the story goes. Right. Although, although I guess the 49ers didn't have a problem at all beating the Seahawks three times. Yeah. But the Bills had a really tough time beating a not so good Dolphins team mm-hmm. three times. And in the other divisional matchup, the Bengals had trouble with the. Uh, you know, I'm talking to myself. I, th- I think your bet is logically very sound. But I, I <laughs> I'm, I'm going the other way. If you were to pick the over/under, which ways, which way would you expect those to go? Do you think that's going to be a high-scoring game or a low-scoring game? I think it's going to be. Is this week going to be the opposite of last week? Or are they going to? Because we had all, almost all overs were hit last week. You think almost like the overs going to be hard to hit this week? Yeah, I I don't have a read on that. I like if that number is really good to me. I like. We, we do have more of the. Uh... I had to pick one. I picked the over, just because I think the Giants might score a lot, and that would force the Eagles to um, keep ahead of them. So I don't think I think the Eagles defense, it it's strong, but it's not what it. I think like the Eagles peaked about six to seven weeks ago. I think. To be and on both sides of the ball, and I don't think that's not necess- doesn't mean necessarily that they can't get back to that level, but mm. I so I would say if the, if the, if the Eagles win, they're going to score more score. A, you know, it'll Fair be enough. like 30, 31 to twenty four, like like last week, maybe the reversed score or something like that. So it seemed like in like in the last several weeks of the season, the, the penalty numbers had been dropping. So like maybe the referees were less less flag happy um, the last few weeks, especially last week in the playoffs. There were 
like considerably less flags thrown uh, yeah. in the regular season. These should be more disciplined teams at this point and not, not uh, you know, as sloppy a play. But there were a lot of, uh, yeah, delay and false start penalties that were, yeah. um, you know, certain teams' bane, at least anyway. Yeah, and it seemed like some, like the, um, Nick Bosa was, Joey, sorry, Joey Bosa was really upset yeah. about yeah. a non false start that was called. It seems like, and I've noticed this too a lot this year, it seems like they're allowing the tackles to move a little bit early. Yeah. Time. And I think that's to allow them to protect the quarterback a little better. Yeah. They're getting that extra, like, tenth of a second. Yeah, maybe. That maybe were called mostly were like ones they couldn't avoid not calling like a false start offsides uh delay of game you know those are you know just mm-hmm. you know look at the clock look at the guy moving you know those are they're just like the, the subjective ones yeah holding, pass interference those didn't seem to be as realistic. yeah yeah i don't i don't think this week's game the most recent week's games were officiated very well they just didn't seem to be throwing as many flags yeah um letting letting certain plays go a little a little further without you know intervening yeah um, i'd rather have too few calls than too many calls if i had to yeah. pick one side and I, I know yeah and one, one of the games i was watching i was i was getting really frustrated because the refs were like not stopping the play like from timeouts like they weren't getting in to like stop the actual play from happening the entire play happened and then they you know say that there was a timeout called I was like, but they're supposed to be like getting in, like rushing onto the field to like not allow the play to start. But they weren't they weren't doing that in that one game. And it was, was that Miami. I think Buffalo? that was the Miami Buffalo game. Yeah. And that yeah. was really frustrating to watch because and I'm sure for the fans in the in attendance there, because they thought the plays were over. And then, you know, it sounds like, oh, oh no, it was a timeout that they were sort of like throwing in there at the end. But mm-hmm. it was very strange seeing a how- couple of times it seemed like the timeouts that were called the they were unnecessary because it was like the defense called it and the defense made a great play and then they negated that because they they thought oh we're not ready for it we're going to call a timeout i think bizarre yeah i think calling yeah like in general i think calling a timeout is better when you're on offense because if you don't have the right play called you don't have the right this but like sometimes even if you have the right defense called whatever play they call is going to beat it anyway because i so like yeah Sometimes, like, and sometimes you have you have the wrong defense, but randomly there's there's some some mis miscue on the offense. I think mm. I, I don't know. I I think defense is it's much more dependent on what the offense does. Mm. I think to me, so like I wouldn't unless it's like twelve people on the field. Right. I was gonna say as long as you have the right number of players on the field, or like it's strategic. I think defensive right. timeouts are wasted because um, you need those timeouts off yeah, offense and. and drive or or something like that so that's the most important thing to keep it but anyway so we like opposite sides in the um springsteen bowl opposed directly opposing bets on this one yeah yes i like the you like the eagles uh minus seven and a half like the giants plus seven moving on to sunday's game yep yes we have uh the, the first game is the afc uh, divisional so, so both 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 days it's afc first and nfc mm-hmm. which is interesting um i guess is it because the nfc markets that are left are bigger than the afc markets 
Could be. Because we have Bay Area, Dallas, and then Eagles, uh, you know, Philadelphia and New York. Those are two of the bigger markets. Yeah. And certainly bigger than Cincinnati, Kansas City, Buffalo, and Jacksonville are much smaller. Mm -hmm. Although the, the Chiefs had some of the highest rated games of the last season. I think it was yeah. something like nine of the Chiefs games were in the top 50 of the Nielsen ratings yeah. for all of last year. Yeah, Mahomes is 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 big watching. I think I think the Bills are as well. It was, yeah, the Bills Chiefs game was I think number three highest rated game from all of last season. And the Chiefs well in the Chiefs Bengals game the week before was the or the next week was the fourth highest. Mm. I think Super Bowl was one, I'm sure. Yeah. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure what came in second though. So it was, but yeah, the Chiefs had like two of the top four games. But I, I I'm thinking it might have been the Rams, Buccaneers, maybe. maybe. Um, in the in the NFC playoffs, because Brady, I'm sure, is a big drop. But yeah, it's it's a little different because I think markets mean a lot, but I don't think they mean maybe as much in football as they might like say baseball, mm. um, or basketball. Because I think I think the NFL stars are more national and people want to see them. Well, there, and there are some teams that people dislike that will, they will watch. Yeah. Hate the, yeah. To hate watch essentially. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know if there's really any teams in this. Cowboys. Sport. Cowboys are probably the most hated team on the list that are of the remaining teams. Yeah. I guess you could say, well, the giants fans hate the Eagles, the Eagles fans, hate, but that's, that is, that's just like, I don't think nationally there's hatred. Um, mm. the, the and if when it was the Buccaneers Cowboys was probably the two most disliked teams simply because of Brady and being the Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we have the um, Bengals and the Bills played in what used to be Rich Stadium in Orchard Park. I don't know what the name of it is anymore. Highmark Stadium. Highmark. What is Highmark? Is that a medical thing? No idea. Is that a dairy? It is a healthcare. Probably healthcare, yeah. It sounds like... It's a large not-for-profit health insurer. So I guess both uh, the two of the possible... uh, AFC championship sites are non are, are, are health insurance stadiums with GEHA field and Highmark stadium. Yeah. Well, uh, what's the Eagle stadium called now? Do you know? Is it Lincoln financial? Is that what it Lincoln is? Financial field. That is it. And Levi's, right? Is it still Levi's? That's right. Yeah. For San Francisco. Yes. Here's <laughs> um, the four. Yeah, so I got three out of the four here. Yeah, so Cincinnati is a five-point underdog against the Bills. And the over-under is 48, just like the Giants-Eagles over-under. Of these, I kind of like a couple of things, but I'm going to stick with the spread because I think it's going to be a close game. Either it's going to be a close game or the Bengals are going to win, I think. And... I don't, yeah, I don't really know who's going to win, but if I had to pick one, I'd lean Cincinnati. And uh, we're getting five points with kind of a, 
what I think is a coin flip game is pretty good. So I'm going to take the Bengals plus five. I don't think, um, I think the Bengals have proven they can win on the road in the playoffs. And I think they might be a little upset that the game is in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. So they have, and that they're going to be, I think they're going to be emotional, just like, you know, I think there's going to be a big emotion for, for Hamlin, but there's already been a couple of games of that. It's hard, you know, the, it's, I know it's, they're playing the Bengals again, but there's also maybe a little bit of um, apprehension there too, maybe. So I, I, I don't think, I don't think the bills will still be riding that as high on emotion as they were the last couple of weeks. And even the last couple of weeks, they really barely pulled out a victory against Miami through having two return touchdowns, barely beat Skylar Thompson's uh, dolphins who couldn't, who you know who apparently couldn't work the play clock you know half the time mm-hmm. so so i i think it's, it's, it's Cincinnati Cincinnati. Had, they were a, a, a you know slightly ahead uh in driving uh in, in the game that was halted um so i mean cincinnati already knows that they can play with them it's not like they're outclassed or they're afraid yeah. of being outclassed yeah i don't think the Bengals are afraid of anybody yeah i don't think the bills are either but i i, I think Especially, I, I think the Bengals are pretty high on themselves. Mm. Maybe more than maybe more than any other team in the AFC has more. I think more swagger. I think that that like sort of like group mentality of of thinking you're being like uh, looked down on or or uh, overlooked at least, um, and then maybe you know not the favorite of the league, maybe something that can you know, bind a team together and. Um, you know, play for trying to, you know, elevate your game to the next level for something, a ma- matchup like this, anyway. Do you remember what the spread was in the Bengals hosting? Um, we had bets on that game, did we not? I bet on the Bengals. You had, yeah, Cincinnati plus one versus Buffalo. And I had I had the over in that game at 49 and a half. Okay, so the numbers are pretty, so I guess we're moving it to the Bills. So you'd think they would get maybe three points for being at home. So you would think plus four would be the number. But now they're plus five. So they've moved it maybe a one point to Mar Hamlin. Yeah. So, sentiment. So, so I like and I like the Bengals at the smaller number already. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with them. I think the over-under is kind of similar. They've moved the over-under down. I don't know exactly why. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 48 right now. So yeah, I, I yeah, I like the so I'm going to Bengals plus five. What what are you what are you gonna do on that game? Um I like I like the exact logic that you used. Uh but I, I, I think I, I will take the over in the game though. I think I think they're both gonna be scoring fairly significant amounts of points. Uh and even if one team decides to run away with it. I think they're still going to hit that trip that over number. So I like the over two in that one. It seems like the only team the Bengals really has trouble. Bengals really have trouble scoring against is the Ravens, and I think the secondary of the Bills is pretty depleted, especially with now with Hamlin gone as well. So yeah, I, I think a high scoring game. So yeah, if I had to pick the other the other one, if I had to pick an over under, I'd definitely pick the over as well. So it's I think this is probably the game we we agree on the most even though i think we we agreed on the chiefs chart chiefs jaguars both of them but i think um we feel stronger 
Nabib. We agree on them in principle, but not necessarily in the same way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I like the... Uh, so are we going to agree on the last game then? The uh, the final game, the uh, Sunday night game, Dallas at San Francisco. San Francisco favored by four points, minus four for San Francisco. What's 46 and a half. It's gone up. The, the, oh, it has it gone to minus four. It was we had a three and a half earlier. It was three and a half when we were. Do you want to keep the th- so? What that leaves that leaves a little bit of a conundrum because I think we were you were going to base your bet based on the three and a half. Does four change things? It does not for you. It does. It doesn't. I'm going to go my Brock Purdy pick, uh, which ha- this has a dual uh, purpose for today, at least anyway. Uh, as Iowa State is 30 seconds away from beating number seven Texas in basketball right now. Ooh. Uh, so Iowa State's going to beat the Cowboys also from Texas. Yes. Um, oh, you know, Iowa State's up nine points with so 17 seconds to go. Uh, but um, I think, yeah, I think uh, Brock Purdy and Mr. Irrelevant uh, wins this game by, I'm going to say, yeah, more than the four points is what my my guess would be. So touchdown, maybe more, maybe yeah. more, maybe a lot more. I was surprised that the spread for the Bills Bengals, which I see as very is two very evenly matched teams, was bigger than 49ers Cowboys, which I see not as very two e- two very evenly matched teams. I see. I think this 49ers is significantly better than the Cowboys, and so I would have guessed the. I would have guessed the Bills Bengals would have been like Bills minus two, Cincinnati plus two, if I had made it, just because I would think even on a neutral field, maybe even Cincinnati is a little better. And but home field advantage to the Bills. Mm-hmm. And for this game, I would I would I wouldn't have been surprised if it had been 49ers minus six, something like that. Yeah. Minus seven, even six and a half, maybe. Um so yeah, I would yeah, if I had gone one of the sides, I would have three and a half. I like three and a half better than I like four, but I, I probably still would have stuck it. Um the over under, I think, is very low as well. 46 and a half. I think both of these teams have high scoring offenses, or they can have high scoring offenses. Capabilities, at least anyway. Yeah. I think both teams have defenses that are actually a little overrated. I think the 49ers give up a lot of points sometimes to teams. They gave up 44 to Kansas City. They gave up a lot of points to the Raiders towards the end of the season. Sometimes, even though they have a lot of, they get a lot of sacks and things like that. I don't think their secondary is that good. Uh, and I think the, the 49ers have a very good offensive line, plus their tight ends, fullback. I think Juszczyk and Kittle are like two extra linemen at times. So, I think of this as an, I think the, I, the one thing that I could say is maybe keeping it under, and I don't think this will happen, is if Purdy somehow comes back to earth and plays like a seventh round draft pick. But I, I, yeah, I like the over 46 and a half. I, I think it's going to be something like, I wouldn't be surprised if it was, uh, you know, 30, um, 31 to 
24, something like that. Uh, a lot of 3124 uh, games that we're predicting. More, some, more like 35, you know. You want, you want it to be 3128, though, or something like more like that. Oh, to beat you. Yeah. Just to keep that. Mm-hmm. Spread closer, yeah. Right? yeah, I still see it as a as a 49ers not necessarily easy victory, but not a not a nail biter necessarily. Hmm. So yeah, like over 46 and a half. And for the uh final game alert here, Iowa State did defeat Texas 78-67. Yeah. Yeah, I'm and and it it's a little yeah talking about the over under so yeah sorry i didn't mean to uh to spoil iowa state's big victory against <laughs> since we're gonna have to think about college basketball more as as, as yeah. we uh, move on and the one trick power why is the over under of the giants eagles higher than the over under of the 49ers cowboys that makes doesn't make a lot of sense. I think well, I think maybe because San Francisco does score. I think San Francisco and Dallas have both scored a lot recently. And they I think they both have if they score, they score a lot. I think is what probably at least from recent weeks for both teams. And I think it probably makes the the lines easier to set if it's hot. I so I get I understand why the 49ers Cowboys number is where it is compared to like the Chiefs Jaguars number. I'm not quite sure why the Giants Eagles is that is higher than yeah, it doesn't make as much the, sense to me. I think Cowboys 49ers. Like I get why that number is, you know, in the in the upper 40s for the Cowboys 49ers, but I don't quite understand why it's even higher 40s for the uh Giants Eagles. Yeah. And kind of like that, I don't, I'm surprised that the over under for the Bills Bengals is as low as it is, too, because those are two high scoring teams. Yeah. And it looked like the game that the first they were first playing was going to be high scoring, since it was seven to they both each team scored on their first drive, and the Bengals were driving to what looked like it was probably going to be at least another three or seven. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I. Yeah, so I, I think that's a. Yeah, I think the, the the lines on this, I think both of the defenses are being um, overly uh, emphasized in the line. Yeah, I think both of those teams have good good offenses, and they both of those defenses, even though they're very good, have also given up lots of points on occasion. So over forty six and a half is what what I like. You like minus four mm-hmm. with forty ers we have any other notes on the divisional playoffs? Looking back at our, our picks, there are a couple of uh, – there's one oddity, at least, that I noticed just from, from glancing at this. Uh, I have three different picks that could go to pushes while you only have one. So we could have this weird scenario where, where mm-hmm. I go like, oh, one and three or something, right? And <laughs> Yeah, because my my, <laughs> because my I, I picked the spread three times. And the over under one time, mm. and my over under is a is a four to six and a half, and only one of my spread picks is, uh, I guess only one of the games is uh, an even point spread, and that's the Bengals yeah. Bills. So Cincinnati Buffalo, yeah, a three of the over under, um, 
X are, are even numbers. Excuse <laughs> me, always hold whole numbers, I should say, rather than even numbers, because there are yes, evens and odds. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know how math works. Whole numbers. Yes. Oh. We wanna wrap it up then? So or should we ask one question about uh Oh I had I had a I had a trivia question. Yeah. If this is I forgot. I had a trivia question, yeah. We were talking about earlier before we were on the broadcast, we were talking about um that the Ravens seem to have a lot of former chiefs on on them. Yes. Uh, and we were talking about former chiefs perhaps on other teams and things like that. So I got to looking at um the at, at uh, the draft history of some of the teams. And I was looking at the draft history of the Cincinnati Bengals because we were talking about, because the Chiefs signed a former Bengal and John Ross, uh, he was drafted ninth overall in the 2017 draft, one pick ahead of Patrick Mahomes. He's a burner. He has 4.2240 speed that he got during the combine, which was the fastest ever combine square beat. Um, uh, Chris Johnson uh, scored the Titans when he got a few years back. It's more than a few years back now. We're getting old. Uh, <laughs> so the, the, um, if you look at uh, football reference, for football reference, uh, you can see the, the draft in a fairly easy list mm -hmm. of uh, the, team, the teams throughout the years. And um, you can also see uh, they have uh, the, the draft picks that each team has made. And uh, if the name the name of the player is in bold, that means they're still an active player in the NFL. So, my question to you is, who um, is the longest tenured player in the NFL who was drafted by the Bengals, and in what year do you think that person was drafted? So maybe we'll start with the year, and then we can maybe guess the player. Uh, oh man. Yeah, oh, most I of the receivers one. are like very young. Let's say, let's say non, um, my, my roster knowledge of the, uh, okay. the big I'm going to say, I'm gonna say not, we're teams. saying non, uh, special teams players. Cause there is a punter who is sort of an active player. It seems like Kevin. Huber, Kevin Huber, uh, who punted the first nine weeks of the season for the Bengals, but doesn't seem like he's been punting lately. So I don't know if he was let go, if he got hurt. Um, I'm looking him up. And I guess he's still, he's on the IR. He's on the IR. So mm. talking about active players currently on NFL rosters that are actively playing. And I'll give you a hint. He is playing in so the AFC playoffs. Okay. Not for the Bengals. Okay. Oh, so it's probably like an a backup quarterback on somebody's roster that uh, Cincinnati drafted. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you another hint. Well, his number might look like he is a quarterback. <laughs> but is his position is definitely not quarterback. He is his number. He, he his number is number nine this season. I don't. I don't know where you're going with this. I don't know. Uh, he plays for the Chiefs. Okay. 
Oh, Chiefs number nine is uh, is that McKinnon? Oh, sorry, number eight. He's number uh, he's number eight. Excuse me, I'm sorry, number eight. I think nine is McKinnon. He's number eight. Eight. So I knew I knew McKinnon's number, but uh, who was eight on the Chiefs? Played for came drafted by Cincinnati. It's, it's, it's a position that traditionally would never have number eight, and only recently when they when they kind of revamped the number process. So he's a wide receiver. No. Um, defensive end. Nope. No, no. It's Carlos Dunlap. Dunlap, really? He was drafted in 2010 by the Bengals. He played most of his career he's, for the Bengals. His number is eight? He's number eight. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever noticed that. Yeah, he's number eight for some reason. <laughs> he was drafted in the second round out of Florida by Bengals. Um, my related question for you is. Correspondingly, who is the longest tenured uh, active player who was drafted by the Chiefs in the NFL? Do you know? There are, uh, there are two possible. Is he playing on the Bengals right now? No, there are two possible answers. Yeah. Um, because there was in the same draft. Uh, although one of those players uh, only played four games this year, so he may have been injured. Hmm. Um, the other one, Mister Irrelevant. Oh, I missed him. You're right. That is the that is number one. <gasps> the non-special teamers I met. So you said, you, did, Suckup, you said no special teamer. You did say no special teamer. Yeah, Ryan Suckup in 2009 is the yeah. Cooper was also drafted in I think in 09 or 08. Um, so of non-special teamers, um, same position as Dunlap also played in the AFC playoffs this year. Dra- drafted by the Chiefs, no longer on the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Played in the AFC playoffs. In the game. AFC playoffs. Hmm. No, I don't know. Who, who we've mentioned already. Okay. Uh, maybe before we had here. It's Justin, Justin Hughes uh, was the is the answer. Uh, okay. Third round draft pick in 2011. Uh, Rodney Hudson as well was drafted in 2011. Ah. It seems like he may have been hurt this year. Oh, that's right. He's, uh, he's for, he plays for um, Baltimore. That's right. Oh, that's yeah, Houston plays for Baltimore. Yeah, I said Cincinnati, but I was thinking Baltimore. So I, I, that's why I was I was going to say Houston originally, and then I I mixed up which team we were yeah. talking about. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Uh, it seems like Rodney Hudson's still around. He got hurt. He he only played four games this year, so maybe he was hurt or something. Uh, but um, he was playing for Arizona now. Hmm. So, um, but yeah, the Chiefs. Uh, so uh, the Chiefs are still some of those old draft picks are still kicking. The one that the longest tenured Chief uh, is Travis Kelsey in mm. 2013. He is, uh, the, that's, that's he is the last. He is the oldest um, player still on the Chiefs team, and actually the only player from the 2013 draft who's I guess technically active. Eric Fisher, I think, made a brief appearance with or briefly signed with Miami, but hurt his knee or something. Yeah. Um, he made, I think he may have gotten picked up late in the season, too, and I'm not sure that he actually made it onto the roster, though. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, that was our, I guess that was uh, our, our, our final uh, trivia question of the uh, evening. Uh, do we uh, do we have anything else to add before we have sign off? 
have you changed your opinion on what the best coaching opening is? Is it still, do you think it's the same? Do you think it's still Arizona or do you think it's somebody else now? Cause I think I said, I thought it was Houston. It doesn't sound like anything's been finalized anywhere. So I think Houston is, I think Indianapolis isn't bad. Yeah. Because it's the same division. Their owner's a little crazy. Their owner's a little bit crazy, but it's a team that has had some playoff success and some mm-hmm. recently, fairly recently. I guess Houston technically has as well, but um, yeah, I don't. I think Ayers, mm, I think maybe it's Indianapolis. Yeah. Because they're not really saddled yeah. with a franchise quarterback that's not very good. Right. Now that, I guess now that the Rams seem to be out, it seems like McVay's coming back. Is that right? McVay is, says he's staying, yes. Yeah. And, so, they, and they picked up uh, Stafford's um, option, too. So what, whether that's good or bad, you know. We'll yeah. See. Yeah, it seems like this year Indianapolis was crazy. But if they can find a quarterback hmm. and even if it's a rental, like they're not saddled with Kyler Murray, who's decent but crazy, it seems like. A little bit like Russell Wilson, maybe, um, at this point. And maybe just not focused or something like that. Because it sounds like they wrote, his contract was written in a way that they wanted to like keep him from playing video games and a little bit like the old Jamarcus Russell stories. You remember those? Did I tell you that? That uh, so, yeah. um, they would like they would want uh, Jamarcus Russell for the Raiders to take home film to study, right? And come back with any questions that he had on the on the games. Right. And at right. one point, they decided because he it didn't seem like he was studying at all so they gave him some blank tapes to see if he was actually looking at any of the games and he was not he was not <laughs> he did not have it it was they were blank and if and so yeah um i don't know if that's what murray's problem is or not but well something some i remember seeing an article somewhere where they or I don't know, it, was, it was on um around the horn they talked about um the somebody had correlated his performance to the release of like call of duty updates <laughs> it was like i guess fairly dramatic drop off um in games immediately after uh a call of duty release <laughs> was made <laughs> pretty funny that's funny yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah i, I still i still think though with the um the amount of draft capital that that Houston has that, that that's still the would be the best place to go um you know regardless of what the team situation is it should be all upside there but um it is not without drama on that yeah like in that in that franchise anyway i guess it's probably the safest way to say it i guess, right yeah I agree. And on those on those uh, asides, are we ready to uh, call it a call it a night? And uh, um, we're looking forward, of course, to divisional round football playoffs. Maybe this is the traditionally, I think, maybe one of the best weekends of football. Wildcard weekend is good, but you end up usually having some teams that aren't that aren't that good. Uh, and I think when we make it this far, all the teams in theory are pretty good. So the games should be well played and you know the winner of these games reached the reach the nfl's final four uh next 
uh, the week after next. So uh, yeah, we're, our season is rapidly winding down. You know, we still have a Pro Bowl before the Super Bowl, the new fangled Pro Bowl. Maybe we can, I don't think we can take bets on the Pro Bowl anymore, can we? Let's look, maybe look into that. Uh, <laughs> Skills competition. competitions, maybe yeah. we can do that, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, see, we'll see what crop bets are available for those games. For those <laughs> games. That'll be fun. Uh, but even more fun will be uh, next weekend's action. And uh, good luck to all of you. Uh, rooting and possibly betting, even if it's fake betting, like we do uh, on the one trip power hour. So until then, I and Dr. Michael Werman, he is Dr. Andrew Scaff. We are the one trip power hour. Please like and subscribe to our many delivery options that we have available, whether it be audio or AV options. Um, and until then, bid you good day. <laughs>